Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Life Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Life Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. The Lord Jesus. So, we are going to look and we are going to talk about that. Amen. That is a, should I say, a word that I've called myself. Amen. God, we have people who are dab. D-U-B. Amen. Mm. Uh, D-U-B, dab. They stand for disloyal people. Unfaithful people. And people who betray, betrayer. Disloyal, unfaithfulness, betrayer, dab. So when I'm talking, I say, see that dab person. <laughs> That's why I mean that person is disloyal, unfaithful, and betrayer. Amen. That's what we are going to look at. It. Amen. Dab. Amen. But we are going to take it's throughout the Bible, but today we are going to look at Absalom. Through Absalom, we are going to learn about dark people. Amen. Because Absalom was a dab. Amen. Why are we going to look at this? Why are we supposed to look at this? Matthew chapter 10, verse 36. So this is in the context of this, your church. But the word of God is true. Anywhere you apply the word of God, it works. Because like the church is made up of human beings. Your work side is made up of human beings. Your, your, uh, your family is made up of human beings. Your community is made up of what? Human beings. So wherever you apply the word of God, it works. So even though it's about the church, when you apply it in your own lives, it will work. Amen. Amen. Please read Matthew chapter 10 verse 36 for me. Hallelujah. Amen. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. This is once again Jesus who said this. It says a man's what? Enemies. Enemies shall be members of his own household. So your enemy, those who are truly your enemies, eh, belong to your circle. Household stand for circle. Think of it. People who have really hurt you, that you saw, you don't want anything to do with you. I can bet 99.9% they are or they were closer to you. Yeah. It is always your partner that will hurt you as a married person. No ex-boy or ex-girlfriend can do you damage like your wife or your husband. Isn't it? It is always that your friend. Why am I lying? If you've been 20 years, if you've lived in this earth 20 years ago, but by now you should know this. It is always that your friend. So we, we keep saying, my own friend, my own son, my own daughter. So in the church, it is only us that can destroy this church. Devotional Light Church eh, can only be destroyed by members of Devotional Light Church. Because our enemies will come from, not outside, within the church. 
I didn't say a man's enemy shall come from his own household. The church, the Bible says, is a household of what? God. Even if Satan wants to destroy this church, he will need to plant somebody in this church for the person to become a member. Other than that, it will not work. Syria, the people who were fighting Syria, bombarding, were Syrians. Am I lying? Iraq, eh, Libya, the people, it was an, a Libyan Air Force pilot that they gave him to bomb the people. He moved the pilot before France, their own people. It was Libyans that went to get Gaddafi. Today, look at Libya. Ghana, it was Ghanaians that the CIA used to bring the coup d'etat. Slavery. It was the fellow black man who caught a fellow black man and went to sell them to the white and help them put them in the ship. He cooked for them. You see, a man's enemy shall come from his own house. Never forget it. So, in this church, apart from us, no one can destroy this church. No one can fight against this church. If the enemy is fighting or going to destroy or hinder this church, he's going to use a member of this church. He can't do it from afar. Because there's a consuming fire. There's a wall of protection around us. There's a hedge. So unless someone among us, a member will turn and destroy the church. Oh yeah. Because in, in, in the warfare, because I'm a pastor, you must study warfare. In the war, in, in, in the terms of what we call them the fifth column. The fifth column is the people inside the country that are for the enemy. Yeah. That the enemy will use. And these people, this church, we call them dab. Disloyal unfaithful and people who betray betrayer we curse them yes. they should be a curse Amen. we don't allow them to flourish in this church Amen. they should perish Amen. and today I'm not a fool I'll head, I'll head to the warning of Jesus we are going to look at it but we are going to use one man called Absalom and we learn from him how his he was able to uproot the servant of God, David, and drive him out. Amen. Amen. Because without us, the enemy cannot. Amen. He uses us against ourselves. And we must be aware of it. Why must we be aware of it? Bible says Absalom succeeded. Because the people were ignorant. You see, Absalom was the son of King David. He wasn't even the first child. He was the third son. He wasn't the strongest, but he managed to overthrow and drive his father, David, from the kingship. And he became a king. Note, 
David is the only person in the Bible, in a certain sense, that God himself says he's a man after my heart. That God saying his throne is established forever to the extent that even Jesus came to sit on that throne. But Absalom managed to move him. That should tell how dangerous, disloyal, and unfaithful people and people who betray the church are. Even Christ Jesus, the one he ate with, deep food, managed to betray him. Don't entertain betrayers. Don't entertain disloyal people. Don't entertain unfaithful people. Let us not smile with them. I'm talking the context of the church and I mean it with all my heart. Or you want them to destroy this church for you. The church you are building. The church that you are destined, that your children will benefit from. But for we as a church, the main skin the enemy uses is betrayal, disloyalty, and unfaithfulness. He used it with Jesus. He succeeded. Though God turned it for what? Good. And throughout the Bible, he has used it. Let's look at it. Absalom. Amen. Second Samuel, chapter 3, verse 3. Second Samuel, chapter 3. Many Christians are not aware how the enemy is jealous of us. How the world is jealous of us. It's not about what you have. The fact that you are not even addicted. Many people, the life you are living, that is the life they envy to live. But this life, we don't buy it. It is by grace. And you must receive that grace. That's why many are not able to live it. So they envy you, unless you are not walking Christ-like. They envy you. People don't realize it. <laughs> Amen. They wish they can be there and stay as you are. But they can't. Amen. Now look at 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 3. Hallelujah. Amen. He second Kilian, the son of Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel, the third Absalom, the son of Makar, daughter of Talmai, king of Geshem. Amen. Amen. So he was detailing the children of David. And he said, the third child of David is who? Absalom. Absalom. The only reason why we read this is to show you that Absalom was the son of what? David. Now look at 2 Samuel chapter 16, verse 11. You will see that this son of David wanted to kill his own father. Amen. Wanted to kill his own father. Could you believe it? A son, a boy, when you were giving birth to, you will be crying because of your father will have sleepless nights. Your father brought you up, paid for your school fees, gave you the best training, treated you as a prince, and now you grow and you want to kill him, not because he's done anything. Read it for me. But that is the act of betrayal, people. The act of unfaithful people. Read it for me. You don't need to do anything for them to kill you. Yeah. Because some of the things they do 
when they succeed, that is the end of the church. That is the end of the ministry. That is the end of the marriage. That is the end of the relationship. Read it for me. Second Samuel 16, 11. Yeah. David then said to Abishai mm -hmm. and all his officials, mm -hmm. My son, my own flesh and blood is trying to kill me. How much more then this Benjamite, leave him alone. Let him curse for the Lord has told him to. Amen. Amen. So you see, David said his son, this was after his son was looking for him to kill. But you see, his son Absalom wanted, his own son wanted to kill him. Now I'm not surprised because a man's enemy shall come from his own household. But I'm trying to see what wrong can David do by this scripture. David didn't do any wrong to Absalom. David even did Absalom right because Absalom committed murder when he killed his brother, Ammon. David didn't even punish him. When they came to beg, he allowed him to come back into the city. So David didn't do any wrong to what? Absalom. But Absalom wanted to what? kill his own father. You don't do anything wrong for people to become unfaithful to you. The more you try to please an unfaithful people or a dark person, the more he will even do you damage. Because you see, a wicked person, the more you cry and you mourn about the wickedness, the more he does it. He doesn't stop. Why does Absalom want to kill his own Father, we are looking at betrayal, unfaithfulness, and disloyalty in the church. It's also in our lives. Read it, 15 verse 14. 2 Samuel, the same 15, 14. Then you just read, you read the 15, 14, then read the 15, 16, amen, as usual, cutting it short. Then you read the 15, 30, amen. Why does this son want to kill what? The father. Second mm -hmm. Samuel fifteen fourteen. Yeah. Then David said to all his officials who were with him in Jerusalem, uh -huh. "Come, we must flee, or none of us will escape from Absalom. We must leave him immediately, or he will move quickly to overtake us and bring ruin on us and put the city to the sword." Is that a fourteen? Fourteen. Yes. Yeah. Now sixteen. The king set out with his entire household following him, mm -hmm. but he left ten concubines to take care of the palace. Uh-huh. Now 30. Mm -hmm. No, no, okay. 30 quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay, leave the 30. Sorry. So the scriptures you read, you see that Absalom wanted to kill the king and he caused his father to flee. Meaning, leave his what? Kingdom, isn't it? Because David was a king. David was a servant of God, meaning to lead the people of God. David left Israel, not because of the Philistines who are a nation, who are in the millions, not because of the Ammonites, not because of the Gentiles, not because of the tribe of Judah or the tribe of Levi, but because of his own son he brought up. One who was a member of his household. 
The Philistines couldn't succeed. David fought all a lot of battles. None of them was even able to cause him to even hide. But his own son managed to cause him to run. You read it. A whole king with his army. This is how dangerous, unloyal, unfaithful, and disloyal people are to the church. I don't smile with them. I don't entertain them. No, 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 no. Don't entertain them. Unless you are one of them. But if you are one of them, you will not flourish. I can't sit in this church. Amen. Because Satan, the world, they are against the church. They will not succeed. If one will succeed, it's one among us. A man's enemy. You saw it. Absalom. There are a lot of battles David fought. Even Goliath couldn't. But his own son managed to cause him what? To free. Not only his sons. What have I said? I've shown that Absalom is the son of David. And he wanted to kill David. And he managed to cause David to leave his kingdom. A son. His own blood. From him. Not only that, look at the same 15, 11, verse 12. He managed to involve 200 of David's people, close allies. People David started, remember Adulam? People who were with David in Adulam. This boy managed to steal them, take them along from David. How possible? Why should that be? But this is how dangerous disloyal people are. Read it for me, please. 2 Samuel chapter 15, 11 to 12. Please, are you getting it? I'm showing you how that people are. How that people are. How that people are. Hey, there was a sister in this church. When he's talking to me, Pastor, what do I do? What do I do? But when he's with me with somebody, when I say, hey, she challenges me. Then after when they go home, he'll call me for counsel. But she didn't know I know she's a that person already. She didn't have mark her. I'm not a fool. Because the signs are always what? There. Oh, yeah. There's a brother who used to be in this church. He said, when I spoke, he would not repent, he would not acknowledge, he left. But he wants to have a relationship with me outside the church. No. You are disloyal, unfaithful, and you've betrayed me, betrayed the church. I will not engage with you. Oh, yes. I'm not a fool. A man's enemy can come. Stay far there. Because all this, you wanted to cause damage. And the Lord saved me. But don't joke with anyone. See, a brother said to me, Jesus, the answer campaign. He said, he said, what did he say? He said, Pastor, uh, Jesus knew that Peter, uh, Judas would betray him. I said, yes. He said, but Jesus didn't do anything. I said, yes. Say, Pastor, then Jesus is then that one mean that when we see a, a, someone who we know he will betray us, we should leave him. I said, No. He succeeded. He caused the murder of Jesus. Just that Jesus was Jesus, so he resurrected. So Jesus rather teach you that this loyal person will bring your downfall, will commit your murder. But you are not Jesus, you will not be able to fall. Yeah. Yeah. It's a warning to us. Read 
for me. Second Samuel 15, verse 11 to 12. Yeah. 200 men from Jerusalem had mm-hmm. accompanied Absalom. Mm-hmm. They had been invited as guests mm-hmm. and went in quite innocently, mm-hmm. knowing nothing about the matter. Mm-hmm. While Absalom was offering sacrifices, he also sent for Ahithophel, the Gilonite, David's counselor, to come from Giloam, his hometown. And so the conspiracy gained strength and Absalom's following kept on increasing. Absalom managed to sweep these 200 people of David. But Bible said he did it in their what? Innocency. They didn't know that the man was a dark person. That's why these days we have to teach this in church. Because in your innocency, the disloyal, unfaithful, and people who have betrayed the church to destroy the church can sweep you people together. I've seen it many times. If you've been in a church for a while, you should see this. How many people haven't I seen choir leaders break and destroy churches that God has called them and they take a section of the church away? Will Baptist Bank destroy credit Baptist to come and start talking hit Baptist? If God has called you, will God remove the bricks of the house to come and start your own for you? That is Satan. Because God, there's no division. Do not despise the small beginning. God always starts. When we started this church, we didn't break anyone's church. We didn't ask any member from any church up to today to join. I've never done that. My friend, it was my book launching. I invited friends, they came. And one lady said, listen, you can start your church here. I said, oh, is it true? I said, yeah, okay. I said, okay, I'll pray about it. I pray about it. I went and I did just announced we are starting church this month. Those who can't came. Yeah. Somebody like Sister Comfort. She didn't know. She said, you started church. I'm coming to join. I'm coming. God said, I should come. I'm coming. Ask her, did I call you that? I put you. No. Any one of you. I haven't done that. Because it is God's church. He will break his people. Amen. When you are starting a farm, do you go to someone's farm and put the, put the vegetables to come and start your farm? But no. they do it in the church. But you get Christians, follow them. That's the sad thing. But he served them in their what? Ignorance. Because they were not aware, but they end up being part of what? The conspiracy. When a dark person is going, don't follow them. Because see, you will amount to nothing. Because himself will amount to nothing. Mark it on the wall. If you haven't seen it, anybody who breaks church to start church, that church amounts to nothing. And the people also amount to nothing because that church will not stand. So nothing will amount. Because your ministry, your everything is tied to a church. And the church is where God wants, where God has planted you. That is where you flourish. He said, Abraham, go to that place that I will show you. There I will meet you. I say, stay here. Here I will bless you. He said, come to Shiloh. I will meet you there. He said, Elijah, go to the brook. There I will take care of you. There he said, there. And destroyer people are prude people. His own son managed to take 200 of his mighty person, including his counselor. The Bible says, including Ahithophel. Ahithophel was the counselor of what? Absalom and David. You see, when they say one, let's read 2 Chronicles. I want to show you something, please. I want to show you what it means. Why the, the Ayutofel was single out of it? Amen. 
I want to show you something. So uh, we don't take this for granted. Don't play with disloyal people. Never ask pastor to come down when it comes to disloyal people. Never ask, I will not entertain them. I don't entertain them. I will choose five loyal people that handle disloyal people. Give any time. Oh yeah. Because to the faithful, God will be faithful. To the unfaithful, you will be unfaithful. Look at, uh, for me please, First Chronicles. Did I say second? First Chronicles, please. Chapter 27, verse 33. I just want to show you something. So that you don't play with these loyal people. You don't take them for granted. First uh-huh. Chronicles, chapter 27, verse uh-huh. 33. Mm-hmm. Ahithophel was the king's counselor. Was the king's counselor. That's enough for me. David counselor, right hand. But he managed to join what? Bible said Absalom took him too, and the conspiracy became strong. How can a counselor of the king join a disloyal person? That should tell us how dangerous disloyal people. You know, counselor of the king is the right hand of God. The one, matter of fact, whether the king is doing wrong or right, you can connect it to the counselor. Matter of fact, if the king does not succeed, we must even hold the counselor in, uh, because he's the counselor. But he joined. The disloyal person. That is how dangerous it is. There was a church. There was a church. I used to be a member of that church. I did love that church. I was an intercessor in that church. That is how I love that church. I never miss service. I pay my tithes. I would drive the pastor to even read you. And at 5 a.m. With my own car in full. I was in the church, a nice church. When I joined the church, the church had their own place. They had their own place. Go and help. Are we listening? There was a man in the church we called Bishop. This pastor, I've heard him several times calling the bishop his spiritual father. I've been in the church that he has asked us to give offering to this bishop. I was in the church when this bishop was going to where he traveled to missionary. This pastor of the church will let us collect money and give to this bishop. Several times. The pastor traveled to Ghana. The bishop that the pastor acknowledged called father, he and three people broke the church into three. The lady who leads prayer is not even a pastor. She took one third. The bishop took one third and only a third remained in the church. This is a bishop. Someone he calls his father. Someone I've seen you in the church. Someone you preach to us in the church. As I'm talking today, the church doesn't have their place. They have to scramble to find a place. That's what this loyalty, one of them. I said, the lady, she leads prayer. And the bishop who preached. How? Satan did he use anybody. He used the man of God to destroy the church of God. He used the Christian of the church to destroy the church. If God has called you truly, go. I was in the house. The bishop came to see me. 
He told me, I'm about to start my church. And I want you to come with me. I'm thinking, this is not right. I'm in a church. I think she saw it. And he said, I will ask your pastor to give you to me. And I'm thinking, that one is between you and God, my pastor. Now, this bishop went for a missionary. When he was going to the mission, we financed the church, gave him money. When he came and the church is broken, do you know what he did? Do you know what he did? Do you want to know? Yes. He sent test messages to the church members that he has rented the hall. They should come. He want to give mission what? Report. I remember clearly my wife said to me, Oh, Bishop has come. We have to go and listen to the mission. I said, No. No. My wife said, Why? I said, No. He's starting a church. I said, if truly he wants to give mission report, whenever he goes, doesn't he come to the church to give? Now that the church is broken, isn't it the time rather he's supposed to come for people to know that the church is still going? He's taking opportunity of it. Lo and behold, I didn't go. I did not allow her to go. When they went to the mission report, that was a church. That was the beginning. That was the first day. You see, he served them in their ignorance. But what he has done, he has destroyed church, the church of God. A man of God has destroyed a church of God. Jesus said, you are either gathering or you are scattering from me. It doesn't matter what the pastor did wrong. You have no right. Because just say, woe unto the one who betrays me. A Christian, isn't it sad? Isn't it terrible? I mean, I experienced this. I can give you story after stories. Is it when your friend is on the ground? Is it that time you rather extend your hand? Is that the time to join in on your friend? But that is what that people do in the church. They look for an opportunity. You know the person in the church. You are telling that there's a prayer meeting. He should come. Are you normal? Meanwhile, the, the, the three days service, you are not able to come. To, for me, even to say, maybe you have more time at your hand. Please, do you understand? I experienced this myself. I experienced this myself. So, Bible said, he was even able to take Absalom, the counselor of David. And the conspiracy grew stronger. Why this? We are now coming to the why. Second Samuel chapter 15, verse 8 to 10. Let's not forget, David was the king. And Absalom served these 200 men and wanted to kill his father. And even managed to sweep what? The what? Counselor of David. Why? Read it for me. Second Samuel chapter 15, verse 8. 10. Mm -hmm. Verse 10. 8 to 10. 8 mm -hmm. to 10. Mm -hmm. While your servant was living at the share in Aram, mm -hmm. I made this vow. If the Lord takes me back to Jerusalem, I will worship the Lord in Hebron. Mm -hmm. The king said to him, Go in peace. So he went to Hebron. Then Absalom sent secret messages throughout the tribes of Israel to say, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpets, then say, Absalom is king in Hebron. Amen. 
He wanted to be king whilst there was a king. That's why he wanted to kill his father. And that is what we call betrayal. Because there is a king already. You want to betray the king. To the king, I am going to make sacrifice. Not knowing that was the coup d'etat. So that's why it is disloyal. It is unfaithfulness. He wanted to be king. He said to the king, by saying, when you say, I am king. Say, I am king. Don't follow anybody. Listen, the church, eh? you are free to leave the church. You are not bound. For good or for worse, it's purely up to you. When you leave the church, which you are free to, if you don't like the church, leave the church. It's that simple. You never be cursed. You are the child of what? God. But if you live in betrayal, if you betray the church, your end is hanging. Anyone who betrayed the church or a man of God in the spirit, you hang yourself. That's why all those churches who are not in anti market, they will just be one to small, small churches. All the people, the choir masters, the leaders that live in betrayal, join other church in betrayal, in disloyalty, or they become disloyal. They are not nothing. See, the end of, of Absalom was he was dead, he, he was killed by hanging. Betrayal. Ayutophel, you look at it, he was killed by hanging because of betrayal. Judas, by hanging. So you hang yourself, you hang your ministry, you hang your core. Because that is the case, the case. Woe unto him that what betrays me. But woe unto him. He said, It is better that he wasn't if you want. Born. That should tell you. That is the sentence for betrayal. Meanwhile, you are free to leave. You are free to start a church. You want to be king. You are free to start a kingdom. But you want someone's kingdom. So you betray the person. Are you not thinking even by that you've taught them and they'll do the same to you? Are you not even afraid? So that was the reason he wanted to be king. But how did a son of David, one of the household, manage to sweep these people? Including the counselor, Ahithophel, who was wise. Because Bible says his advice eh, was like the word of God. How did he manage? Let's look at it. The signs. Because the signs are always there. Many people ignore the signs. Many people don't take note of the signs. But the snake that was in the Garden of Eden in Genesis, at Revelation, that snake was now what? A dragon. Did you notice that in your Bible? In the Garden of Eden, he spoke to Adam and Eve as what? A snake in Revelation, it was a dragon. So the signs are there. If you don't blow it, if you don't cut off the head, it only grew. So, and the conspiracy what grew stronger because David refused to deal with God. David should have known because when when time allows us to look at that, when Absalom killed his brother, he didn't speak for his brother for two years. He took two years to plan to kill his brother. He should have known that the boy is a dangerous boy. When Absalom was at the gate, flattering people, accusing David, he should have known. But he allowed the conspiracy to grow 
Absalom did not succeed over a year. It took time. How did he succeed? How did he manage? Look at 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 5. It says he managed by winning the heart of people by manipulation. Amen. You are not even the first child, boy, for me to say the kingdom should go with you. You are not even the second one, the third one. So you don't even qualify for it. Read it for me, please. Second Samuel mm -hmm. 14, verse 5. Mm -hmm. The king asks her, What is troubling you? Mm -hmm. She said, I am a widow. My husband is dead. Second Samuel 14, verse 5. Try 15 verse 5. Let me see, please. Hallelujah. Amen. Also, whenever anyone approached him to bow down before him, Absalom would reach out his hand, take hold of him, and kiss him. Amen. Amen. Is it 15 verse 5? Yeah. Okay, I've missed a scripture. Okay, read it further down. Mm -hmm. Read it further down. Absalom behaved in this way towards all the Israelites who mm -hmm. came to the king asking for justice. Mm -hmm. And so he stole the hearts of the people of Israel. What was it, the six? Yes. So the six are one. So he stole the heart of the people. That is the technique he used. Please, are you with me? Mm -hmm. He stole their heart. He what? Stole their hearts. We look at how. And the common, this is what they used to get the women. They stole their heart by manipulation. They know what you want to hear. Uh, they know what you want to see. So they do it. It's not real, but to steal your heart. Yeah. So these pastors, these pastors, these choir leaders, they use the same techniques. Like the, the, the bishop, he knew I had been called. But when he came, he told me, I want you to join me so that me and you. You see, if I wasn't in tune to follow God, well, I would think that I'll be the right hand of him. But it is God that gives position. Anything of God, if it's not from God, it will even be a curse to you. Because the protection, the grace that comes is not there. One time I met a pastor, Jesus Dancer Campaign. He didn't know I was the pastor. The first time I saw Jesus Dancer Campaign, he said, Oh, nice life. Wow. What church? I said, Devotional Light Church. He said, can, can, I, can we steal you from your church? That was the word he used. I said, I am the pastor. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> Month later, he's inviting me to come to his program. He's full now. You think I want to associate with a disloyal person? I'm not a fool. Then you come and steal my choir <laughs> or my keyboards. Even me, you, 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 you didn't think of the church, the effect it will have on the church you want to steal me from. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it has taken them? No, but it shows their hearts. But that's a disloyal, unfaithful. But what they are doing, they are destroying God. So they will amount to nothing. The sad thing is the people involved will also amount to nothing. Because you could see as we go on that Aitofel hung himself. Nobody touched him. 
So they do it by what? Manipulations. They steal the heart. And how did Absalom do his own? Look at it. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 15, 2 to 3. Let's not forget, everything that has been written down is to what? Teach us. Because there's nothing new what? Under the sun. The Bible says, that which has happened is that which what? Happened. Do we know that scripture? Yeah. When you see anything happen to somebody, check yourself how you can protect yourself against it. Never assume or think to ask for you, you are in me. It's the same technique, the same skill, the same way the boy used to get A, the same way you go B. Yeah. I saw a video. I saw a video. I look at it like four seconds. But I, not like, I didn't even look at it. But you know, sometimes Facebook just see the video. But the caption, they said, four women beating one man for cheating on them. Four friends beating one man. And I'm wondering, how did one man was able to cheat and get all four friends without them knowing it, beginning? You see, the same technique he used for friend A, he used for B, C, and D. No, it's the same trick. The same trick. Nothing is new. Nothing is new. Look, read it for me, please. Second Samuel 15, verse 2 to 4. How did he manage to win their hearts? Uh -huh. He would get up early and stand. Two to three. Uh -huh. And stand by the side of the road leading to the city gate. You know, David was in the city, Jerusalem. That was where the king is. So the city is like London. So anyone who wants to come to this, the, the, see the king, for whatever reason, whether business or justice, will have to come to the city. Now the main entrance is the gate. So he will rise up early and what? Stand and at the city gate. In the church, they come on time. They come. How they pose, how they behave, you would think they are in charge of the church. The things they even they say, how they portray themselves. But what people don't know that all is manipulation. Like many people, when there's an assistant pastor, there was a lady who used to be in this church. The church that she came from. You see, I've seen things so. Anything the Holy Spirit will. Uh, remind me, I'll share it with you. When she came to this church, she used to be in a church, and the choir leader who was an elder in the church has been sleeping with her. Meanwhile, this choir leader is married. An elder in the church, to the extent that she has even had abortion with her. I'm talking, I'm not talking years ago. So don't do all you see, because you don't know. Uh -huh. You don't know. When you go to the hospital, do you know the sicknesses you will see? Because you are there, you don't know. Just like the day the bone caught my throat. When I went, I was surprised that even at the emergency, there were three people who had the same bone in throat. And when we went to that place, there was a whole session for people who have bone in their throat. Before then, I should have taken no other person who have any form of bone in their throat. Matter of fact, one woman, they said they had to breathe on her. So I heard the doctor saying that we might, because she was meant to travel the next morning, say, you can't travel, you must change your flight. Was sleeping with this lady. So I asked this lady, even the father, I said, this man is evil. She's not only sleeping with you, she's using you for her satanic rituals. Yeah. She said, oh, but he's, he's very good. He's in the choir, he sings. I said, if that is why you should know that he's a Satan. Because if someone is a pastor or closer to the pastor 
and you want to sleep with it. I should tell that that person is dangerous, disloyal. But it is rather sad that many people in the church rather think of it that oh, we don't want the pastor to know because of how close it is. You see the ignorance of the people. You are preaching. If someone is closer to me, you know how the person is closer to me, and after church they call you. You meet them, they call you, and they speak things that the things they say. You see that they are inciting. That should show that they are rather dangerous. Because if they are closer to me, the more they are closer to me, the more they shouldn't be able to speak that. If someone stands here, no matter who you are, no matter the anointing, if I don't say preach or sing, you will not. So if I respect you and allow you to sing, preach whatever, because God says, even if God says I must obey God, and the person call you and brother, you should know that that person is unfaithful, is disloyal, he's, he's betraying me. That's what the people didn't know. That's what Aitofel didn't know. Several ladies have told me that. That because he's a pastor, because he's closer to the pastor, say foolish. That is why even you must know that. Because if the person was an ordinary member, I say, oh, it's different. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? So he rise up early and stand at the gate, portraying himself like he's for something. People of the Lord, Open, let us open our eyes. Let us decide to be wise. If this church goes down, I don't lose. We all lose. Yeah, I lose, but we all lose. Because unless this is not the church for you, your destiny is connected to this church. The Bible says the church is the pillar of God, the body of Christ Himself. Jesus is not building, it's I'm building my church. That is one thing He cares for. Read it for me. Continue. When what did the signs so They portray themselves as if they are something. When the archbishop that divided the church, the lady who, who lead prayers, he, he was even serving the church. He too came to my wife. She said, I want to start a, 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 a women's fellowship, but this one is for Christians. You are not, you are nothing in the church. You are not even a pastor. You want to serve what? You see? But it's the enemy. But many women do it. But now there's nothing, nothing exists. You see, they did not realize it. That is why now we have to teach this. Because in their ignorances, in their ignorances, many churches have been broken. Many, see, Brother Harry's church. Brother Harry's church. You know, you people don't know Brother Harry, but you know him. His church, they were going to buy a church. Their pastor used to work full time as a church. They, they were going to own their church. They were working on the mortgage. They got the mortgage. Everything. All they are waiting was the council to give the permit for the place to be turned into a license. And the choir director took the entire choir and session of the church. That was the end of the church. It's been over six years now. Today, the church is meeting at the school hall. Is this from God? Is this by God? Anyone who will side with a destroyer person in this church, you are my enemy. Because this is blood. It is the blood of Jesus. It is the destiny of man. It is the resources of mankind to build for God. It's not for me. It's not for us. Even it is our children that will benefit. Now they don't have a church. Now the man has to go back to full-time work. Now less prayer, less intercession for the saints. 
Let's work of God. Is this of God? Is this of God? Did they see it? Are they not Christian? That's why we must be careful. We must be careful. Because of course that church will amount to nothing. But the enemy have used them to destroy this church. Why can't brother Harry finish us? Visit us again. First, after services, always with us. Said, I get tired, Pastor. Said, you know, by the time I arrange everything, God did they are properly to the extent that you know, even they are quite now when they start saying, you know how they do. Eh? They play instrumentals and they sing. It took everything. It took everything. It took everything. It's not of God. That is not God. Because Bible says, how lovely it is when brethren dwell on together. It's, a, it's like what? The anointing. It's full demonic. Whether you know it or not, but it took them. And the conspiracy grew what? Stronger. I mean, I can give you my example. All these artists I know, in my short work in the Lord, as a pastor, in the church, nothing's efficient or has been efficient. No two has been powerful in the hand of Satan than using the church members for themselves. You are in the church and we finish service and you tell my wife that why is it that your husband, when he's preaching, he reads so many scriptures. You want to now, my wife should close her ears towards me. That's a disloyal word. I told my wife, that is a that person. No, that person is not in the church today. The signs are always there. I'm preaching and you are replying back my preaching because you want to show you are something. That's disloyal. Because if truly, truly, you have to speak to me wait after church service. That's a that person and unfaithful. But we mark all of them. We don't entertain them. You see, you can this church eh, may no disloyal person flourish here. As for this church, it will grow. Mark it. It's the church of God. As to how, I don't know. It will grow. But no that person will flourish here. Every that person will be a curse. Either you go on may you be a curse. Yeah, God will cut you off. Amen. We'll cut you off. Amen. We'll pray against you. Amen. I will tell you the truth. We'll pray against you and we'll curse you. God, this is my life. This is what I've been called to do. I won't lie to myself. It is my everything. Hey, even my car, if you are stealing my car, this is my car that is 2000. <laughs> if you try to steal it, I will not see. How much more is that? It's my life. <laughs> I don't know for you, but this is your life too. You bring your wages, you bring your you, you bring your tithes, you bring your offering, you bought the equipment. If it's for I don't we lose. And your ministry go down. It is never from God. When God called me, he said, Go. I didn't know how to start a church. I didn't know. I, I didn't break anyone's church. No person. You hear all the great pastors who are doing well, they'll tell you they did not break anyone's church. They'll tell you how they start in a garage, how they start with their wife and that friend or that woman or that ladies. That's all they'll tell you. Read it. We are looking at how you manage. So they portray themselves to be something, but the details on the ground, you see that they are not what they portray to be. God always showed it, but we take it for granted. Uh -huh. Whenever anyone came with a complaint to be placed before the king mm -hmm. for a decision, mm -hmm. Absalom would call out to him, What town are you from? He would answer, Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. Then Absalom would say to him, Look, 
Your claims are valid and proper, but there is no representative of the king to hear you. Amen. Whenever someone comes to the king to see, you call the person, say, you, know, you have a good case, but I know the king is busy with women. He's busy, so there's no one to hear you. That same thing they use in the church today. They say, you know, there are people, when they see other people, they forget their own. What is your evidence? They say, you know, these pastors, they now, you know, they don't care. They only care about their stomach. Uh, they are starting a fellowship. That, that bishop, he said to me, he mentioned the pastors, he said, Tatata is finished in his heart. But if God says a man hasn't finished, he's not finished. Amen. Oh, yeah. If God, you see, see, hey, every church that is of God eh, is standing on power. Amen. And when the, now I can feel power. When the power is invoked, when the anointing comes, when they speak, it echoes. It manifests too. Many people, where they are supposed to be blessed, has rather be cursed there. Yes. Accusing the king falsely. Accusation. Sublime things. You don't need to tell him no. In the church, he doesn't need to tell the pastor, but you, you, that you are not a pastor. He has told you what he can tell you. And if anything, let me know. Maybe you don't know it, but there are signs of all disloyalty, unfaithfulness, and betrayal. Continue for me. We are looking at how he won their heart. And the people to fools because they want to hear what they want. How come that they all think their case is the best? Have you seen a court that anyone who goes there, his case is the best? But that's what they do. They flatter you. All the visions are good. There has never been bad vision from them. All everywhere they say to you are good way. There has never been any warning from them. Everything is sweet. That is not real. Because even you and your husband that lie on the same bed naked, you argue. How can that the man of God, everything he will tell you is good? But I see because they like flattery. Read it. He used flattery. Flattery. Read it for me, please. Second Samuel. Yeah, 45. Uh, the 2 to 3. The 2 to 3. Because I said, you always tell them the 2 to 3 is the flattery. You always tell them, do you notice that, that you have a good case? If I was what? The king. How can you always, everyone have a good case? Is it, is, is it true? But what he, he doesn't know is, what they didn't know, he was flattering them to win their heart. 45 now. And Absalom would add, if only I were appointed judge in the land. If I was the king, if I was the pastor. Mm -hmm. Then everyone who has a complaint or case would come to me and I would see that they receive justice. As for me, I would give everyone justice. In other words, the king is not giving everyone justice. Inciting. Accusation. That's the word of what? As I've been speaking to you right now, you will walk out now and start telling you as well. Don't mind him. <laughs> no, no. It's a sign of these loyal people. 
We finish church right now. You go, you call on the phone. Ask for the meeting. Oh, don't mind what he's saying. Meanwhile, the meeting, we all say, what do you have to say? Everyone to speak. Is it possible to give everyone the justice they require? For many people can't justice. They are even in the wrong. So that is flattery. So everyone is thinking, if Asala is king, it will go well with me. But what they don't know is, is their selfish interest. I was listening to the comment. They say how they get people. They say they only get greedy. They ask them, don't you feel guilty? They say no. They say why? They say because we only get greedy people. People who themselves are greedy. They say why? Because they say, it is greed that we used to get them. But we tell them that bring $100,000 and there's one million gold for them. <laughs> and he said it is the greed that brings them. But it's true. Why do you think for 100000 you get one million gold? Yeah. So they flatter them in the church. In the church. You know? Hey, they told the assistant pastor. Hey, as for you when you preach, you know, you know, it is your preaching that I understand. As for pastor when he preach, I don't understand by your preaching. But the person has been in the church for years, so and you to the assistant, your head swell. They are injecting you with the virus of that. And when you get that virus, you see your downfall. Oh, ask for pastor when he's in the church. People are not happy. But when he goes and I'm the one preaching, you see that uh, the spirit is moving. Hey, then go and start your church. But those are all signs. Please finish it for me, the five. Yeah. Also, whenever anyone approached him to bow down before him, Absalom would reach out his hand, take hold of him, and kiss him. False humility. All these things were calculated. Because when you go to the king, you bow to the king. But I said, no, 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 you don't need to. False humility. And many people fall for it. Because they just know what. You see, what you don't realize, they, he has calculated all these things. Oh, they'll call you in the morning, in the evening. False one. To tell you that, hey, ask for me, I care for you, I'm there. It's not true. Because people relate to you how you want them to relate to you. False humility. Pretend. All to what? Take you away from your destiny. To let you join in their disloyalty. But the people who even join, I, I, I pity them. They are foolish. The reason why I'm saying that, if you want to leave the church, you could leave, you are, which you are free to leave and go in, in a good manner. That would, we will say, God bless you. Why join yourself to a disloyal person and be involved in his or her disloyalty? Why go with a curse on you? That's why I said they are foolish. They don't think. And it's true. And I'm talking this because this is among Christians in our midst, which is sad. Satan is laughing. The world is laughing. When a Ghanaian wants to come and destroy this country and arrest against this country, what do they call him? An enemy. When a British citizen wants to destroy this country, what do they call him? A traitor. A traitor. So if that person in the church is a traitor, what do we do to traitors? We cut off their head. You are, you are worse than the enemy. It's the same. It's the same in the church. 
And may their heads be cut off. May their heads be cut off. May their heads be cut off. And I mean it. May their generation be cut off. And I mean it in Jesus' name. Because see, the church, I haven't seen anything like a church before. Life and death, I tell you. You are everything that's on the line, including your children, your marriage. Do you know that tax I get? I don't say it because I can't say it, because it's not necessary to say it. Do you know the attack on my marriages, my body, my children? Do you know how I get overwhelmed? Do you know the things I have to let go, I have to become nothing? And you want to destroy it, break it? Yeah, you're also doing the same, but maybe you don't know. Because you bring your money, you bring your, your time, your energy, and you want them to destroy it. Hey, let's be smart. Let's be wise. Some of you are being attacked because of the church. You don't know. And you break the church, the same church, you break it. Or you allow the damn people to break it. With you. Don't be part of it. Maybe you don't need it now, but maybe tomorrow. My own is to preach the word. To immune you by the word. So false pretense. And look at the same chapter, second Samuel 15 verse 7. This thing, they didn't do it overnight. They don't do it overnight. Ask someone, all this thing you read that you were doing in a spare of four years. That's why I say, David should have seen the signs, but he ignored it. So he's teaching us that if we ignore it, oh, it will do the same to us. Over four years, so can calculatively doing this thing? Read it for me. Second um, Samuel 15, verse 7. Mm -hmm. At the end of four years, mm -hmm. Absalom said to the king, Let me go to Hebron and fulfill a vow I made to the Lord. That it is the Hebron he went. Continue reading. That is say when the, the thing is blown. Read it. While the, your servant was living at Geshur in Aram, I made this vow. If the Lord takes me back to Jerusalem, I will worship the Lord in Hebron. Mm -hmm. The king said to him, Go in peace. So Amen. he went to Hebron. Remember, it's the Hebron. He said, Blow the trumpet on the king. So, four years of what? Preparation. That is what many people do. Because the person who be in the church, five years, ten years, fifteen years, all along, the same thing speaking to you, thinks only you. He's telling everyone. The new person who joined the church, you managed to get closer to the new person. Without you knowing, you'll be going there at home, begin to say things, begin to say things over years. But you will not know. You think you are the favorite. Only for you to go realize, ah, you were many. Yeah. My, my father in the Lord. My father in the Lord. Pastor Duke McCandle. One day you come and visit us. Not visit us, it's a wrong way. One day you come and live with us. Even if it's for a week or two, you come and live with us. Amen. And you minister to us. He's a prophet. He started his ministry in a garden. But we call it Achimota Forest. It's a garden. People meet. Why well, you know that? Okay. People meet and we pray. So he gives his phone to the young pastors. When the members call, instead of saying the man is preaching on ministry, they want to minister to the members. 
It's not a matter of you can minister or you cannot minister. It's not your thing. He has called to speak to your pastor. Your own is pastor is not available. Pastor has just given you the phone to hold and tell them that, oh, I'm in a counselor. So any message, they want to minister. All those people, they left the church. But guess what? When they left the church, they used to go to this woman, especially the women in the church, the mothers, you know, grown up. And with false prophecy and things. But thank God they don't know that these mothers, I've seen many absoluts come and go. They will report it to what? Pastor. Yeah, they will report. You see, he came to me. This is what he said. This is what he said. Another absolute. You see, if you haven't seen something before, you think this is nothing. Yeah. Another absolute. Another absolute. You come to my house. You see my daughter. You don't talk to my daughter. You, be, you behave as if she doesn't matter. You talk to me everything. Then you go, the moment you sit inside your car, outside, you call my daughter on the phone, you test it. It's a sign. It's not a normal thing. It's a sign. Yes. You are in my house. You are living in my house. You say you can't talk with me. You cannot have conversation. You won't sit at the hall with me. You see, you can't stand me. It's a sign. I see all those things. I'm, I'm saying this for you to also see. Because listen, sometimes eh, with all humility, your eyes need to be open in order to see. Because, for example, you can get a, you can get a ball here. You think, oh, it's nothing. You itch it. You, you scratch it. The next day to come, your ring will start paining you. You think, oh, yesterday was the back, back head I was holding you. You see, your eyes are not trained. But with the trained eyes, when the doctor says, hey, this is something serious. It has to be dealt with right now. Those are signs. Before I get through, I always see the sign. When I pay attention to the sign and I deal with it, I don't get through. So the signs are always there. The signs are always there. It is always there. We ignore it. Or when it comes to us, we want to act as if, as for us, we are immune to it. It will get you in her Jesus. It moved David. And you think you. It moved Absalom, the counselor of David. As Absalom, I need to fail. Praise the Lord Jesus. I have to cut it short. Where do I cut it to? Uh -huh. Wow, what was the last scripture we read? 15-7. And somebody from nowhere come and speak to you against your mother or your father. Say your mother or father don't love you. They want you to be unfaithful. Can he or she love you? The one who pay your take off you, clothes, shelter, everything, doesn't love you. And the one he or she who has done nothing, he rather love you. Are you thinking correctly? Are you thinking rightly? enemy shall come from his own household. If a person's heart is not with me, I, won't, I don't force myself. You don't come to church, I call you one or two, three, I leave it. I want you to be here because you want to be here. Because even those who want to be here, cry, we can all become victims. How much more you don't want to be here? It is easier. 
but they are faithful people. If I drive away on faithful people, I'll find the faithful people around me. If I hover on faithful people, I will find the faithful people. It is like that. If you don't have faithful people in your life, market, most often because you try to be faithful to the unfaithful. And probably don't even give attention to the faithful ones. So you always have unfaithful people. Unfaithful people will always betray you. It doesn't matter what you do. They are unfaithful. It estates. There's a thing that says, Akoka Sacha Kuman and Yenifre. I speak in tongues right now. <laughs> if the, the hen dances for the hawk, the hawk, it will never please the hawk. You know why? Because the hawk is looking to catch the hen. No hawks they eat. So no matter the dance, they are not pleased because the motive and everything, he must eat you. That's it. So the dance means nothing to him. Yeah. Yeah. Our time. The reward for betraying, let's look at it. The reward for being a dad, being disloyal, unfaithful, or betraying the church or a man of God. Second Samuel chapter 17, verse 23. Hallelujah. Amen. 2 Samuel chapter 17, verse 23. Let's not forget, Ayutofel, let's read two scriptures before this. I want, I want you to really understand. Ayutofel betrayed David because he, his, he, his, he, was, he was David counselor. Now he went to be Absalom counselor. That is betrayer. And he advised Absalom on how to kill David. So betrayer. Disloyalty, unfaithfulness to David. That is why this case came on him. But I want you to read that bit, just that bit. Amen. Look at um, look at Second Samuel again. Amen. Chapter fifteen or chapter seventeen or sixteen to twenty-one. Sixteen to twenty-one. So we, we already read it. Second Samuel chapter 15 that says, Ayutofel joined the what? Conspirators, isn't it? Yes. Okay, now look at the 16 verse 21. Mm -hmm. See, um, so this is David's counselor, but now I joined David's enemy, the one who wants to. So you, you are the elder of devotional life church, and now you join the, the assistant pastor. No, this one Christ is not the assistant pastor. You left even one of the general. You joined the choir master who said God has called him. So he has started a church. And I will advise him how he can get my members. I'm using the word my members because God has put them in trust so that you get the picture clear. You understand? Telling you how, showing you the pillars, because every church has pillars. How you can approach. So you have become unfaithful. You have become what? Disloyal. You have betrayed me. So that curse must come on you. You must hide yourself, your ministry, your marriage, everything must go. Yeah, it must go. Because a pastor had a broken heart. I know a pastor who was pregnant six months. 
she miscarried, not like premature, because they went to church one day like this. A bad news. A visiting prophet has swept more than four fifth of the members away. The, the, the pain alone. Heart attack. Should I wait to get heart attack? Whilst you go on, may you be accursed. The woman had miscarriage. Yeah. If you know what it takes to win a soul, and if you know what it takes for a soul to join the church, to be planted in the church, hey! It's not a small thing. A man becomes nothing. So just read that part for me, please. Second Samuel chapter 16, verse 21. Mm -hmm. Ahithophel answered, Sleep with your father's concubines, whom he left to take care of the palace. So now David's counselor is counseling the enemy against David. That's this betrayal. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Then all your father and the hands of everyone <coughs> with you will be more resolute. 17 verse 4. Why? Because, because of ignorance, you must be aware. Maybe yourself, if it's coming, you can stop yourself. Or maybe if you see somebody, you know that this, this thing, I'm isolating myself. You mark the person. Yeah. No, because the Bible says we should mark them. We should mark them. Or you don't know. No. Uh, we'll read that one. Read the second one for me. Second Samuel 17, verse mm -hmm. 4. Mm -hmm. This plan seemed good to Absalom. 17, verse 14. 14. Mm -hmm. Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The advice of Shai. The archetype, archite, is better than that of Ahithophel. For the Lord had determined to frustrate the good advice of Ahithophel. Amen. So you see that Ahithophel was advising against David, the one who was his counselor. So now look at the end. So that you understand it. Why he? Amen. Read it now for me. Second Samuel 17. Uh, the one we were reading earlier, I'm cutting it short, so it's not. Um, the reward, 2nd 1723. So you see that his reward for betraying, because David was a servant of God, Israel were the nation of God. It's just like the church of pastors. What was his reward? Read it for me. 2nd Samuel 17, verse 23. Uh -huh. When Ahithophel saw that his advice had not been followed, he saddled his donkey and set out for his house in his hometown. He put his horse in order and then hanged himself. So he died and was buried in his How did he die? I hung him. He hung himself. That because it's a case. When you when you do that, you've hung yourself. You've hung your ministry, your career. You mark it. They amount to nothing. It's not like it, he hung himself. Not like David who went to he hung himself because it is a case. No, to he hung himself. You, when you be, no, think of it, common sense. It's about God we are talking. You are betraying God and go back to God. Ah, are you thinking well? Do, do you get it? So when you do that, you hang yourself. You've meaning your ministry, your life, spiritual. That is what happens. Look at Absalom one two thirty. Read it. Yeah, Absalom on the same eighteen. Read the nine. Then jump to 14 to 15 for me. I just want to look at the reward. I use, I'm using the word reward. Second Samuel. For being for, for being dumb in the church or to a man of God. 
Yeah, read it for me. Second Samuel 18, verse 9. Mm -hmm. Now Absalom happened to meet David's men. Mm -hmm. He was riding his mule, and as the mule went under the thick branches of a large oak, Absalom's hair got caught in the tree. He was left hanging in midair, while the mule he was riding kept going. Did you see too? He was hung, not like somebody, by his hair. His own hair hung him, and was just there. 14. Yeah. Joab, Joab said, I'm not going to wait like this for you. So he took three javelins in his hand and plunged them into Absalom's heart while Absalom was still alive in the oak tree. And ten of Joab's armor bearers surrounded Absalom, struck him, and killed him. But what brought by his killing? His own head hung him because he betrayed his father. He was bad, disloyal, unfaithful. Look at Matthew chapter 27, 3 to 5. Then we read three more scriptures, then we go. So that's the reward. So what they don't know is when they do that, when you follow them, meanwhile, you, you don't need to. If it's the church wants to, you could live without being hung. Why be part of them? Please read it for me. Matthew 27, mm -hmm. verse 3 to 5. Mm -hmm. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. What did he do for betraying Jesus? Hanged himself. Hanged himself. Not all of them were hanged by their own self. God, that is the reward for being that. It is simple. So many ministries, see, not like it will amount to nothing. People don't realize that God, Bible says the scriptures cannot be broken, irrespective of who you are. We were, when we started the church, there was a church there. And one day I was minding my, you know, sometimes in my own business, then God speaks to you about this, wonder, oh, why me? He said, it's just our spirit. It's just, it's just a vision of the man, the pastor of the church. So this pastor said, what was the word? He said he's in retirement. I said, Lord, how? As far as heaven is concerned, the spirit, he has been retired as a pastor. Mm -hmm. So meaning all that he's doing, God is not part of it. Mm -hmm. So I just knew the church will amount to nothing. Yeah. Lo and behold, before we even move from that place, the church does not exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when God called you as 30 years ago, you didn't do the work. You've gone to Roma, many people that were supposed to come and serve the Lord, or you were supposed to help or win their souls, they've all lost it, and God has replaced you, and now you've come that you're coming to do what? Yeah. When Tesco want to employ five years ago and you say no to the employment, and six years ago you assume that they've employed, when you go to the company, wouldn't they sack you? If you are humble, you ask for another what? Opportunity. So you could see that their reward was what? But I tell you, this is real in the church. When you see it, say this kind of, I know it. I will not be part of it. And you yourself don't be part of it. There's a pastor. Maybe you people don't notice it. But as I say, you see, my eyes are open. Yeah. I always ask the Lord, open my eyes to see. I don't only dream dreams. I don't only see visions. I also see the signs. In the physical, whenever I'm discussing with you, eh, apart from the visions and dreams, I can point out a lot of physical signs to you. Yeah, 
Ask God to open your eyes to see like that too. You just came home. I just gave, not even to preach, I gave you the opportunity to bless the church. And then oh, you are trying to correct me on my sermon. Meanwhile, to what you are trying to correct me is of no benefit. You say, you should have had the scripture. You don't even know me. You don't even have the church. Hey, then no, I mark him. Lo and behold, every time he called me that he wants to go and preach. Come and preach. I said, no. Have you seen him here again? No. Hey. Even, even if I'm wrong, you must do it in love. You must do it that it will edify the members. That is, even if I'm wrong. Even you must appreciate, even if you are united all that down, you must appreciate that you don't even have a church. At least I've managed to gather three people. Once you gather none. But see, these loyal people, it's a sign. So the Bible says, mark them. Romans chapter 16, 17 to 18. It says, mark those who bring division among you. Mark them. Because many a time they start from you people. We see it. Sometimes when we even see, we can't speak it. Because we are afraid that you would think otherwise. After we did not start with the Father. It started with the people. It was the people that he targeted. Read it for me, please. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. To 18. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions. Watch out for those who cause divisions. There's another one that says, Mark, do you have that version? I think there's another one. I like that version. Yes. Uh, read it. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them. Mark them, mark them. Meaning, not them. Which cause divisions uh -huh. and offenses contrary to In the church, oh, to the doctrine. Christian. Uh -huh. Which you have learned and avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid that people. Avoid them. Mark them and avoid them. They will do nothing but damage you. Watch your life. Anything you are so emotional, at least I can guarantee 80%, especially the ones you cannot recover, was an act of a doubt, disloyal, betrayal, or faithfulness. And still you are entertaining them. Because that moment they, they feed your ego, they say things that flatter you or you like, hey, are you not afraid? As for me, I said, not only mark them, but I said what? Avoid, Avoid them. them. Avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid them. <laughs> Please, me, they obey the scripture. That one, I'm not shy. Easy. Easy, easy, easy. Avoid them. I'm not wiser than God. This scripture will always stand true in all situations. Yeah. Continue for me. Did you finish it, please? For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? That's why I said those who destroy churches, destroy our team churches. I didn't say they don't serve God. That is not God. What did they serve? But their own belly. Their own belly themselves. And you follow them. And you think they love you. <laughs> they don't serve Jesus. Because badness will not destroy Croydon branch only to start pelling with branch. Never. So those who do that, that people, disloyal, unfaithful people, people who betray churches and pastors, they don't serve Christ. You were here. After every service, you tell me, oh, how this preaching is good. How this was the question you were coming to ask me, but I've answered it. How 
Then now you say you don't understand the way. After three years, after you got your breakthrough, because now you are gone, just go in peace. You are muddling the water. May you be cursed. Amen. May I never see you and bow down Amen. my head. May you see me and see this church and bow down your head. Amen. Yeah. I, I won't lie to you. Yeah. Or I should see and bow down my head in shame. Never. May, may you become something so that the church will become nothing. Never. Never. May you become nothing. Amen. And then the church become all things. Yeah. Yeah. Because my, myself, see, you don't know. I'm nothing. My life is the church. Oh, I count all things lost. Even myself, how much more you? I will easily count you lost for the sake of the church. Amen. The church is my wife. Amen. You are the church. It's my wife. And it's my. I don't, some people, I miss people call, I don't care. When I miss your call, I will call you the moment I see it. Because you are my own, my heart. I live for you. Why? Because you are the people of Christ. It's that simple. And I'm the servant of Christ. It's that simple. Yeah. This is my heart. You wouldn't know it. This is my heart. If something shakes me, it's the church. Nothing. Nothing shakes me. It's the church. The church is not a building. It is you people. Look at another scripture. Proverbs 22 verse 10. Please, quickly then I'm going. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs 22 verse 10. Mm -hmm. Drive out the mocker. Drive out the mocker. And out goes strife. And strife will see. Contention will see. Quarrels. People mock. And insults are ended. Yeah. So there are things, there are people, it's better we drive them out. That's why I say, if you don't like the church, eh, if your heart is not in the church, eh, please go. What can we do? If still you are not happy with us, what can we do? You just go. You, there are a lot of good men of God, yes. There are a lot of good churches. But we, we are happy with this. Amen. We know we will get better. Amen. We know God will have mercy. Amen. Oh yes, we know. Because we know what we were and now what we are. So we can see where God is taking us. We are happy. We are happy. We are happy. When we have to cast them out, let's cast them out. And we will have peace. When you apply this in your life, you will get peace. Too many friends doesn't make a difference. It is the faithfulness of that one or ten friends. The more friends you have, the more the, the more the probability of unfaithful people. So the more you will suffer because you experience that unfaithfulness, disloyalty, and betrayal. So a woman who is forty-five, a man who is fifty, you are always suffering emotion. Which it shouldn't be. It's teenagers that must suffer those things. It's because you surrounded yourself with unfaithful people. That's all. Disloyal people. People who have betrayed you and will betray you. Still entertain them. While the Bible says, drive them out. I beg you. I don't know what you have heard. I don't know what this word speaks for you. But God, the Bible says, our enemy will arise from us. And this is the chief cornerstone, the main two that the enemy used among us. Now by the word, you've seen it. When it comes, you see it and you avoid it. Lift up your voice. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on 
www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.